This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of the Steelers postgame show. I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the Steel Curtain, joined with editor Dave Schofield, and we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers 16-3. And we're back, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> a riveting. I had done a really good job missing those so far. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I can tell when they, when they come. <laughs> a riveting victory. It was rather boring. The first half was three to nothing. In case you didn't see the game and you're just tuning in to hear, hear about it, it was three nothing at halftime, Dallas, and Pittsburgh ends up winning 16 to three. The kicking was just, no, I'm not talking about Presley Harvin. He was amazing. Yeah. I'm talking about the place kicking for both teams was just, oh, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get to we'll special get teams. Let's go to defense. You look at what Dallas did offensively uh, through the air. We'll start there. Uh, Garrett Gilbert finished nine for 13 with 104. Uh, ben DiNucci, seven for 17, 89 yards. He did throw a pick. And Cooper Rush, eight for 13 for 70. Um, we'll combine this with the receiving core. Uh, the Steelers surrendered 263 yards through the air. That's 11-yard average. Um, no touchdowns, obviously. But let's talk about the secondary first. Uh, Dave, players that stood out, whether it was good or bad, what are your thoughts? Well, it's it's bend, don't break, is what it seemed like the defense is for the preseason. Mm -hmm. You know, are we really surprised about that? So no. the Cowboys moved the ball, but the Steelers only gave up three points. They missed a long field goal, and the Steelers, you know, Trey Norwood blocked it. So you can't say that that wasn't that part of the special teams defense coming through. But I I, I like what they did. They got pressure. They got pre – oh, you, you, you said secondary. Secondary first. Okay, secondary, sorry. yes. So we're going secondary first. There, it's so funny because you can go through so many of these players and look at oh wow, look at that, look at them making a play here. But then at the same time, you could take the same player and you're like, look at this here. Um, James Pierre gave up a couple catches early, then really was was getting his hands and and the one catch he had his hand in there and the ball just went right past it. The guy still made a nice catch. Um, then you look at someone like your your buddy. Good old Lustin Jane, you know, <laughs> he gives up the super long fourth down reception, but sticks um, with it enough to force the fumble. I'm sorry. That's you know? not forgivable though. You know, he gave up four at fourth and seven. Was, was it fourth and 14, fourth and 15? Something like that. It was crazy. It was, long. it was over yeah. fourth and 10. We'll put it that way. Yes. I know you forced a fumble and you stuck with the play, but my gosh, I, I call that play a wash. You can't say that that was a great play after doing what you did, and you can't say that was a bad. You know what I'm saying? At least he stuck with it. I would have been. I I wouldn't have been shocked if they would have said he was juggling it the whole time and never caught it. It wouldn't yeah. have mattered. The Steelers were still going to get the ball, and it was going to be around the same spot. So it it just wasn't worth taking the time to figure it out. Um, then even someone like um, 
I almost said Marcus, Mark Gilbert um, had a couple real nice plays. That's number 17 for those of you all not there. He's the other number, number 17, the one on defense. You know, getting his hand in there, knocking the ball down, fantastic. And then there on the very last drive, he lets a completion out to the side and, you know, grabs the guy's shirt and stretches it out and everything. Didn't quite, you know – you know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of a lot of positive things and a lot of things that you're like, you could see that this is still something you need to work on. I don't know that there was anyone in that secondary that that didn't put at least one thing to work on on tape, if you know what I mean. Easily. And, and let's keep in mind, folks, the Steelers defense in general, when they started, had two potential starters on the field and Cam Sutton and Robert Spillane. That was it. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong, Dave, in that assessment? What, what you said the whole defense they, or the second? When they when they got on the first time they were on defense. Mm-hmm. So you're having like your top crew. Yeah. They had two potential starters that would actually be on the starting defense in Spillane and Sutton. Yes. And Highsmith. Highsmith. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Did Melvin that, Ingram that, yes, play that. in this game? No. I was gonna say someone on Twitter is like Ingram's been looking great. I'm like, Ingram. I didn't even what I didn't think no. he played in this game. That was on the oh, Slack okay. channel when that was, oh, was that was Slack. the eight instead of forty eight. They met Roche. They, they didn't type the right name. I was gonna say they met Roche. Was, okay, yeah. I thought I was yeah. crazy. Yeah, because I'm thinking to myself, how did I miss Melvin Ingram on the field? I yeah. didn't think I did. Okay, but I mean, I'm even even you know Brooks in the slot. You could say he did some good things and some nozzle. They were sending him a lot. Um, I, you don't he, want to every he play. He looked good but, in that role, though. He, yeah, he looked like Mike Hilton. Yes, he did. He yes, definitely if, did. If they're job. wanting someone who does what Mike Hilton does, he seems like he potentially can be someone who could do that for them. But um, like Miles Killebrew, I know you're back now. Um, Miles Killebrew, um, I thought was was solid. Um, I was going to ask you about him. That seems like I mean, he seems Played like that's going to be a good depth piece yes. for the Steelers. And, you know, could maybe even be used in sub packages. So it's kind of what you almost expect in the first preseason game that, that they're, they're going to make good. There wasn't anyone that went out there and stunk it up that was so bad that you're like, oh, there's nothing good to talk about him that, that I can think of right now. Uh, well, I could think of one. Who, who's that? You, I thought UG3 looked awful. Oh, I thought we were still stalking secondary. Well, in pass coverage. Yeah. Honestly, Robert yeah. Spillane in pass I was, coverage looks awful. I. Honestly, I didn't know UG3. I didn't notice a lot of good plays from him. You know if, what I'm saying? If, if I did notice. If you're an offense in the NFL, not to interrupt you, and you're you're mm-hmm. playing the Steelers and you don't take your running back and put him out wide and force the inside linebacker that's not Devin Bush to cover him, you're and you're unless your your running back cannot catch the football, you're missing an easy 10-yard completion every single time. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. Yeah. In in the first quarter I saw Splain go, I was like, "Here we go." Getting the in, that that inside linebacker in space, never gonna work. Yeah. Never gonna work. It's the Keenan Allen on John Bostic move. <laughs> the Steelers. Well, like I mean, to- John Bostic <laughs> on Keenan Allen move. Although <laughs> it was right. more like Keenan Allen on John <laughs> <So> Bostic. <Bostick. laughs> <laughs> if you really look at it. But yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I thought. Um, yeah, I thought UG three. You're right. I don't know that he showed. He put much quality tape on the out there tonight. That that was a good one. Um, and honestly, I. It's not that he was always bad, but you know, Spillane, nothing really stood out with him either. Marcus Allen looked like crap too. No, I thought honestly, I thought Buddy Johnson looked the best out of all of them. Yes, 
Now let's get. And there was someone early tonight. I might even before we started saying how Buddy Johnson looked terrible. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> Were you didn't, watching didn't, the same didn't, game? Didn't see the game? Yeah, either. that's not and, the game I was watching. And then also, yeah. um, I thought Isaiah Loudermilk looked good. Let's talk about the defensive yeah. front a little bit and the run stopping. Okay. Who uh, we talked about Buddy Johnson. We thought he impressed. Anyone else jump out to you, good or bad, from the the run stopping crew? Now, I would have to, like I said, I have to go back and would have to watch him play after play. Right. But this there is, was this someone, is like a knee-jerk podcast. This is Yes, this I, exactly. Um, believe it or not, it was more than just the one play. I There was two plays where Abdullah Anderson stood out to me. One, he got a sack. The other was on, I'm pretty sure it was fourth and, was it fourth and one, where the quarterback rolled out. He Danucci rolled out, and there was one defensive lineman that was coming over and was going to keep him from running, and he threw it deep down the field that was then incomplete. Do you remember the play I'm talking about? I do, but that was Abdullah Anderson. That's who it was, number 65. So he, which was funny because he was playing nose, and they did ran a stunt. The next thing you know, he's running out towards the sideline and and everything. So um, then you got someone like Isaiah Loudermilk he would have a, a really nice play and then he'd have a not so nice play, you know, but that's kind of what you expect from rookies in the preseason. Um, I thought Carlos, Carlos Davis, Davis stood yeah. out with, um, with, with kind of a little bit of a nastiness to him and everything. Um, I didn't even notice Henry Mondo in the game. I mean, I saw him line up a couple of times, but not that he really, you know, did anything impressive. Um, I mean, there was a few times where they stuffed the run, but there was lots of times that they were they were giving up the run as well. So just – it's funny because we might be seeing some interesting stuff from players that might not even be on the roster. Yeah, absolutely. And and then when you think about the, the training camp battle between – like I don't think Henry Mondo is even in the mix personally. Yeah. If, you, if you assume that Loudermilk's going to make the team, it's between like Davis, Bugs, and – Maybe someone else gets thrown in there. Chris Wormley, did he play in this game? He did. I noticed on the one pass, you know the pass I was talking about for, uh, uh, with Justin Pierre, that he had his hand in there, but he didn't yep. hit the ball. And the guy, it was on a James, third down. James Pierre. James Pierre. Did I see Justin Pierre? Yes. <laughs> I combined them two into one. Okay, so James <laughs> Pierre. I, the one That was one thing I noticed with Chris Wormley. I don't think he played a lot. But all he had to do was get his hands up on that pass rush, and that's probably an incompletion. That ball went just above his head, and 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 did, just didn't get his hands up. It might have been that the offensive lineman had him had him, you know, engaged better. But from the from the camera angle that they replayed it, I was like, man, because that's one thing you see from Cam Hayward all the time. If he's not going to get there, his hands in the air, and that's how he gets those passes defense. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And let's talk about the defensive front. For the Steelers, they were able to get four sacks total. Um, Alex Highsmith. That's someone who put a lot of good tape out there. Two tackles for loss, one quarterback hit, one sack. What a game. He looked fast. And we're back. And we're back. And And so um, who else had sacks for the Steelers? Um, It was Cassius 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 Marsh. Marsh. Pokemon King. Highsmith had one. Quincy, Quincy Roche. Abdullah Ablangata had yeah. one. I'm sorry. Anderson. Abdullah Anderson. <laughs> Q, Q from, from the U. U. Yeah. Q from the U. There you yep. go. So what do you about the pass rush? 
Um, that guy said, I, I felt like they got lots of pressure. I saw who was it? Someone shared it on Twitter. So I took a screenshot of it. So I would know the numbers. Um, it was, it was Chris Adamski that shared that he said that the defense got four sacks, eight quarterback hits, five tackles for lost three forced fumbles and interception. I like that eight quarterback hits. I'd like to see you don't get the advanced stats that, uh, that you do at, at other times from preseason games, I'd like to see how many pressures they had. I just wanted to see pressure. I didn't want to see the quarterback sitting back there and getting comfortable. And I think they did a pretty good job, even if they didn't get home for the sacks, that they still had pressure. It's funny. I wonder where he gets his stats from because ESPN has them only with six quarterback. Oh, really? I don't know. But still, I saw that same tweet. I'm not discrediting that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Did anyone disappoint you in the pass rush category? Uh, I think I hate to say this. Even the Pokemon King kind of looked comfortable out there. He eh. kind of played his role. He's if you're expecting him to go out there and be James Harrison 2.0, like you, you obviously are not looking at the same person. I just think that maybe he is. He's not. He's not the third pass rusher. But if he has to spell someone, I don't think he's going to be the end of the world. And he is. He does have special teams value. Yeah, I mean, I, I see him more as a special teamer. I would honestly, right now, if you had to go to a fourth outside linebacker, I would go Roche, um, or Jameer Jones. Yeah, but what I but what I didn't like from Q for not you from you from Cassius. It's late. <laughs> what I didn't like from Cassius Marsh was, and I and I, I tweeted this out. I'm like, good lord, could he take a bigger arc? He was five yards behind the quarterback on one play. Because, you know, he rushed so far and then the tackle was just able to push him. No joke. He was the quarterback took one step forward and he was five yards behind him. You're not going to come back with it with such a deep arc like that and come back and get in that play. That's just way too much. So and it was the then it was the very next play when Highsmith got his sack. <laughs> I yeah. think it was. So or two plays later. But um I, I th- it, it was not that he looked terrible, but I did notice that a couple of times that he was going getting way, way too, too deep on, on that pass rush arc. This, uh, this, what is it? It's Jameer Jones, right? Is that yeah. Name? Is that the Jones? I think Richard so. Jones? Cause his brother was yeah. cut. He's mm-hmm. an interesting yeah. character. He's got, he has some, he's got a motor. Well, as Mike Tomlin would yeah. say, his motor runs hot as Tomlin would say. His motor runs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and I, says and I thought Q from the U looked yeah. good. And yeah, Jameer like, Jones. Just, he was the other forty-four that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was excited to see what Quincy Roche would do based on the mm-hmm. fact that we hadn't heard anything about this guy. I don't think Alex Highsmith could have done anything better than what he did. He didn't see the field yeah. in the third quarter, but I mean, my goodness, like you said, he looked fast. He looked strong. Just outstanding. Oh, that and that spin move he did on that sack. I mean. The key to a good spin move is you've got to get the offensive player's hands off of you, and that's not as easy to do in the NFL because if his hands can can keep contact when you spin, he can he can shove you in the back because you're the one who spun. But the way he could just he got the 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 offensive player's hands off of him and spun into that, it was he just looks. Not that he was slow last year. He just looked so friggin' fast, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. That That's just me. I'm excited about that. I mean, Highsmith, that was exciting to see him play. Absolutely. Uh, Tom says, Highsmith ended up behind the quarterback quite a bit against a left tackle that looked terrible. 
Mm-hmm. In this game, I don't. I mean, maybe I, I need to go back. Like we yeah. said, we need to watch it again and, and really take a, a good look at it. Um, is there anything else on defense, Dave? That you want to talk about any uh, player or position? Um, what do you think of the uh, late hit? Uh, who was that on? That was on Bugs. I mean, he put he put his he put basically the top of his face mask, the bottom part of his helmet, in the quarterback's chest. They're going to call that every time. You've got to know they're going to call it, and that you can't do it. To me, that's that's all on him. Well, yeah, I mean, right. No, I yeah. don't like it, no. but at the same time, it's you, the way you've got to know you can't it. do that. You can't do that. It's the so. way, and it, uh, to me, it wasn't so much about like where he hit him. It was that it was. Yeah, it was a little late, and it was um, that use, using that part of his helmet. You know, if if, if yeah. his helmet would have been on one side or the other, he probably could have because he I mean he did pull off of him after he did it. But right. if you make contact with the helmet, that's why if you make contact with your helmet not square in his chest, the one side or the you know your one side or the other, then you can let up, and they're they're going to let that go. If he gets there a heartbeat earlier, I don't think it's flagged, but. Yeah. The ball was clearly out of his hands. And yeah. then he hits him with his helmet the way he did. They're going to call that so that it is what it is. Yeah. We we do have to bring up special teams. Not oh, absolutely. Wanna, not because I want to talk about Presley Harvin anymore. I do. The kicking game, like I said. So Chris Boswell got the night off. He didn't kick the ball once. And so Sam Sloman, oh my gosh. I mean, Outside of just giving <laughs> outside of giving Boswell a break, this guy, good lord, one for two on field goals, and he was one for two on extra points. Yeah, that's the one that gets you. And the one thing I made sure of, because I was watching, and normally when the, the punt team comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm hitting Twitter, I'm checking my notifications, I'm getting stuff ready for the site. Well, no, now I gotta pay no, attention. No. Boy, big press yeah. is punting. And I was also the fact that, you know, a lot of people were talking about him holding and that him holding, mm-hmm. it was one of those where like, uh, is he a good holder? Because a lot of people thought that was why Jordan Berry stuck around so long. He, he had good holds on every single kick, whether it's an extra point field goal, doesn't matter. Sloman, man, awful. Well, it's funny because someone asked me on Twitter, they're like, was that kick that bad? I'm like, on, if you look at the kick, it's not like he shanked the ball where therefore the, by the spin, it continued to go. Like this the is the kick, first one. Like the yeah. kicker around the world. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> this is not, the, the, this is the first kick. He had that, they were on the, they were on that, the right hash. And he basically kicked it to the right the whole time. It wasn't like it was a terribly tailing off kick. It's not like he didn't have the distance. He just had it. I mean, I don't know if they didn't have it lined up right or what, but that's just where he did. And that's exactly where he missed the extra point as well. He missed it to the right, but they were sitting in the middle of the field and he just brought it to the right. So I think, but people, uh, then what was it like a 48 yarder that he hit? Yeah, 48, 49. Yeah. Um, but then do you look at the Cowboys kicker who was even worse <laughs> than Sloman? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the one, it's funny because some people are like, oh, that one kick was what, 29 yards was terrible. It was blocked. It, it was blocked. The 52 yarder was not. Oh, that I looked. Even, I don't even know if it stayed in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think, I think Rich said in the knee jerk reaction article that, like, um, I don't even think he kept that ball on the screen. <laughs> You know, it was so, worse than Vanderjack in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big old slice. Yes. 
But okay. yeah, that one, that one was, and I mean, it didn't even, even, it didn't even have all that much height. I mean, granted, it was from what, fifty yards, fifty-two, fifty-two. So you know, you might not get that much height. But and these, does these, does the field stink? supposed to be their kickers, right? Right, but does the field stink? We don't know if that field and the turf is any yeah. good. I mean, it's well, better I mean, than Sean Sweesham tearing his. Well, knee they up, did but... rebuild the stadium right after that Sweesham incident, and then the next year they didn't play the game because the uh, the paint they used on the turf was unsafe, so they didn't even play the game. But it's it's supposedly upgraded. But for that reason, that's why I said don't even play someone like Devin Bush coming back from injury. I don't want to see him tonight because I don't want to see him on that field. I just, yeah. something about that field. I just, yeah, I get it. Why in the heck would they still go for it? That's what I want to know. Like there was a couple situations where Tomlin could have said, let's go for it. Screw the field goal. Let's go for it. Why wouldn't they be aggressive there? Dave, you think, well, what, why, why do you think? What for the long field goal? For any field goal, Sloman no. couldn't hit water. Couldn't hit water if he thought of a boat. And you're going. I honestly, it. I when when they came back out and gave him another long field goal, I'm like, this is why it's the preseason. If this was regular season, I don't think he's going for this here. But the reason you do that in the preseason, you want to see how the guy responds with another difficult kick. Now, at the end of the game, when they went for it down down close on fourth down with. Was there what like two minutes left or right yeah, or just, just under two minutes? Just outside of two minutes, yeah. Um, and the Steelers went for it on fourth down. Some people were like, Well, why wouldn't you just go ahead and kick it there? Because what are you really what are you really working on there with your kicker and your special teams unit when you're that close? All you're doing is giving him a chance to miss a gimme, you know? Yeah. That's like like in golf, when someone gives you a gimme, do you do you put it anyway? No, no, you don't. You know why? I, because I, what happens if you miss it? You miss it. it yeah, it yeah. So that's that's why you can't do that. So um, that's why I don't think they went for the field goal at the end because it didn't matter. It really didn't matter. I agree with that. All right, Greg. Greg asked, "Was a good segue?" He gives us five bucks. Thank you very much, Greg. We appreciate it. He says, "How many neighbors heard Jeff cheer for the Harvard punt to the one?" There might have been a couple. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> Our new neighborhood is very quiet, by the way. So um, they might have heard of like, oh, the Steelers must have scored. No, nope, it was just a punt. And that's yeah. when I thought I need some psychiatric help or yeah. something like that, that I'm celebrating punts. But Presley Harvin finishes with four kicks, four punts, 183 yards, an average of 45.8. No touchbacks inside the 23 times. He pinned him at the one. He pinned him at the 11. Um, I think it was the only time that they, I think the, the, other was the, the 11, the only, the 11 was the only time it wasn't inside the 10. Um, and then the, what's not registering <laughs> here is like the mighty ducks to knuckle puck knuckle punt <laughs> where he, I guarantee you, he hit that line drive on purpose. I don't know if they'll ever, ask I, I don't think so. Did you see his reaction as soon as he kicked that ball? No, I didn't. I did. Cause I, I was like you, I was wanting to pay attention to the punt and he he didn't have the best reaction there but he kicked that in a manner because i think i think the guy knows what he's doing hence why I he gets too. drafted um when you have that much space and that much room you can kick a ball that if the guy doesn't catch it that it's going to kick down the field which is exactly what he did so actually leaving it short and having it bounce down the field even if the the returner is not in the way think of how far that ball was going to roll and how yeah. long that punt was actually going to go for but then when he needed to pin it deep he 
popped that down where it hit on the one yard line and bounced straight up and came right back down and bounced straight up. It was like, I was just saying, is someone going to get there and cover this? Because that's a fantastic punt. Uh, I, I, I was feeling for you the whole time, Jeff. I was excited. I was really, <laughs> I've never really put so much, um, stock into a player since maybe Ben Roethlisberger was drafted in 2004. Yeah. It just happens to be a seventh round punter from Georgia tech. But, uh, I don't know. I really pull for this guy. I don't like Jordan Berry, but I also think that he's a pretty cool story. He's huge. He's a monster. He's a behemoth. Like I said, if you strapped a three in front of his six, you would think it's Jerome Bettis out there running the football. Oh, wearing I a mean, single digit, digit jersey doesn't do it. It doesn't at help. It doesn't help at all. <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering, what do you think Jordan Berry gets the next game? Do you think they punt him? Like, what, what do you think they do there? Like, he didn't. I thought he I was going to get the second half. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll split half and half the other three games because this was all about the rookies. I don't know. It's just if he keeps having games like that, then I don't even know why we would continue to talk about it being a battle because that was someone. And um, I only saw it because he wrote it in all caps. Don't do that anymore. But uh, young boy says that he wants Quit to yelling at us. Someone. There's no reason to scream ass, which is funny. The live chat's hopping so much. I can hardly catch any of it. Tonight. It is. Yeah, but that one, busy. but that one jumped out. It's like, I want to see him tackle someone, but um, oh, Hey, did you see who was down there? Right, right there. When the Steelers recovered that fumble was also one long snapper, Christian Kuntz. Oh, really? He was, he was, he was down there right behind him. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. I don't even know if Canada snapped at all. I I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, I didn't. I was only watching number six. Big yep. heroes, big hero six. Big hero six. There's, we got <laughs> how many nicknames we gonna have for him? Now he's big hero six. After that one at the one, that's a great one. Oh my goodness. Hashtag yes. copyright infringement. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dave. Let's do some game balls. Um, it's okay. week. It's well, not even week one. If you're giving a game ball to someone, who's getting it and why? I'm going big press right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm taking your answer, but um, but I hope you just come in and say, yeah, we're both going to give him the game ball because that was that was even when it even when he had the the one punt that didn't seem like it was going to work out, it actually worked out better. What then, you know, what would you rather do? Pit the team at the one or get the ball back with all that field position? I mean, two of the best things you can ask for in a punter. So gotta love that game ball. I'm gonna go. This is gonna surprise some people, but it, there, there's a reason. It's for me, it's Najee Harris. Okay. Um, he got his first official professional game. It's not a regular season game. I know you don't have to remind us. Um, but if it's either him or Alex Highsmith, Alex Highsmith was my, was going to be yeah, my non-special. Team I was kind of bouncing. Najee Harris looked like he belonged. And that's what mm-hmm. I wanted to see. Not that, you know, it, it, I don't know if it was maybe the doubt that crept in my head from people talking. And we're back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, all the, uh, the, the doubt that maybe, Oh, he has so many carries or maybe he was banged up from that shoulder earlier. I just wanted him to go out there. I want him to stay healthy. I thought he played more than he had to, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I just want Najee to look good. I wanted to play well. And he did. He, I thought he did all that stuff. So it was yeah. good to see Najee Harris, but Alex Highsmith, like I said, yeah. is there anything else you would want him to do? No, I don't think so. I really don't. He had a man. 
and it, you know, of course, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, like, yeah, you know, this is the preseason week one and the preseason first preseason game. He's going against some tackles that aren't going to be starters. Yeah, that's fine. I have no doubt he's going to be able to beat everyday tackles as well. He did it last year. Yeah. So you know what? It's fine. Doubt him, downplay him. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. And let him come out and just get the job done because that was, that was, that was pretty impressive. So, all right, Dave, any final thoughts when we call it a show? Uh, final thoughts. Like I said, you could see some good stuff. You could look for good things just about anywhere. There was not a lot of places that you could look and not see something positive. Yeah, the Steelers gave up some big plays. They had some busted coverages. Um, didn't like that very first offensive play to the tight end. There was another busted coverage late in the game. But when it push came to shove, they they what they would they have to do to keep the other team out of the touchdown zone. And you know regardless of it being preseason to say that the defense only surrendered three points. I mean, that's, that, that's a big W when you, when you look at it that way. Now you also like hearing getting shut out in the first half, but, but they, they stuck with it and and they did what they need to do. You're going to have good tape from everyone. You're going to have some bad tape from everyone. More importantly is that you've got to use this opportunity for everyone to get better, both individually and collectively. So I just did my best, Mike Tomlin impersonation that I could. For me, my final <laughs> thoughts are the biggest and most important statistic here is that you got out of this one pretty healthy. Yeah. If Balaj is the only player to have a is bumped and bumps and bruises as Mike Tomlin calls it, mm-hmm. then you say, Hey, we got out of this one pretty clean. So that's a good thing. Just a reminder for everyone behind the steel curtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you get your podcast, make sure you search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain so that you don't miss a thing. Like, for instance, tomorrow, Friday, my Let's Ride podcast won't be going till 12. That's what happens the day after the game. So make sure you check that out. I'll be having my little segment with Captain Blue Checkmark, Michael Beck. So you don't want to miss that. And uh, so make sure you check all that out. Please, if you're watching live on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. We surely appreciate it. Or subscribe to the channel. Uh, You get all of our great afternoon content. In the meantime, Dave, any final words? Hey. <laughs> there you go. We'll be back next Thursday for another post game show. Steelers are one to know. I don't care Woo. if it doesn't count. They're one to know. Have a good day, everyone. We'll see you.